Hello, everyone. This is the Parks Academy, where we discuss and celebrate all things theme parks related. We focus mainly on Disney parks and resorts in both Anaheim and Orlando. My name is Paige. My name is Steven, and we are actually not doing any of what Paige said today. We're not. Yeah. So we're, we... we're actually talking about some of our favorite Disney media today. Yeah, we um, we were talking about, you know, ideas for the show and kind of things we wanted to do. And this just kind of came up of like, wow, there's so much. I mean, it's like drinking out of a fire hydrant at this point with Disney media, whether it's like one of their many, many properties of like Marvel or Star Wars or the films that they're putting out. So we just thought it'd be kind of fun to talk about some of those things. And also, you know, like what our favorite films are, our favorite TV shows are, just like media in general, what we really like. Um, and we hope that it'd be kind of cool to share that with you guys. Yeah, and I think, too, the timing with all of the new Marvel content being announced this week um, at Comic-Con and um, all of the new Disney movies that are kind of on the docket either coming out this year or in the next two years, there have been so many announcements in the last, I'd say, year. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, there's constantly stuff coming out about, like, what they're working on. Yeah, but there's a lot of really big... Um, big movies and shows following up to decades-old movies. Yeah. Um, and so we'll kind of get into some of that in this episode. Yeah. So um, we are going to, I think we should just start off with like favorite movies. Sure. And I'm going to let you go first because I'm, I we've talked about this before. I think one of our like this or that was like you could either never see a Disney movie again or like never go to a park again. And I definitely picked never go and watch a movie again because I just didn't really care. Mm -hmm. um and i'm definitely more of a park person than i am a movie and tv show person when it comes to like disney um disney ip uh so this will be interesting for me um i hope i do well so i'm just gonna let you start and then i'll I'll jump in and (laughs) have have my ideas and opinions on what i like yeah so let's kind of go back and forth a little bit with our favorite movies i'm gonna start by just kind of rattling off a couple of my absolute favorite Disney movies that are fairly popular. So I don't really have to vouch for these. People love them. Um, My top, top Disney movies would be Hocus Pocus, of course, first and foremost. I absolutely love the High School Musical series, one, two, and three. It doesn't matter. All of them are amazing. The first one and the third one are better than the second one, in my opinion. But these are big movies. Everybody loves them. And I also really love the movie Enchanted, which I feel like definitely did get a lot of hype. Um, And then my favorite Marvel movie, I would say, is it has to be Captain America, the first Avenger. Yeah. All the way back to the beginning. So those are just like, for me, top favorites, Hocus Pocus, High School Musical, Enchanted, and Captain America. Okay, yeah. Um, so, what are like your top favorite Disney movies, or maybe you just have one because you don't have a ton? Yeah, that's true. So my when I think, yeah. So when I think of like my top favorite Disney movie, uh, it definitely has to be Ratatouille. I I just I love that movie. Um, the the I almost said cinematography because it feels like that's what it is, but the it animation does. is so beautiful and the way. I'm always like really drawn in by by like kitchen environments um and like the culinary world and stuff. So that movie did not have to go as hard as they did with the visuals of cooking and sort of the adding in all the passion to it, but I, I really, really liked the way they did it. I think the storyline is really endearing. I love Patton Oswald. Um 
And the whole thing for me is just a very, very, very good film. So that is, um, I think that's like the old, I mean, as far as like movies that I really like that I would go back to, that is probably one of the only ones. Although, um, if I can, you know, one of the things I was looking at when, when researching Disney films was, and I don't, I don't know, maybe some of you guys know about this or maybe not, but, um, there's kind of this, um, I, I, w- I think it may be a little bit of an unofficial timeline of Disney films, like called the Disney animated films eras. And so it basically goes through the golden age, um, through the new era. And I'm just going to super quickly jump through these if that's cool, because it'll kind of give a little perspective on the films. But the golden age was 37 through 42 in 1900. Uh, wartime was 43, 49. Silver age was 50 to 67. The bronze age, bronze age which um, was right after Walt Disney died, uh, 70 to 88. Renaissance, 89 to 99, which is probably where some of the biggest like blockbuster Disney films came out. So like Little Mermaid, Pocahontas, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, um, stuff like that, Lion King, stuff like that. Uh, Post-Renaissance was 2000 to 2007. Revival era was 08 to 2017. And then we're in this like this new era from 2018 to today. Um, and so it's interesting to look at all of these different, you know, um, periods of time, because I feel like I could probably pick a favor from each one of those categories. Yeah. Um, but as I was looking through that, one of the ones that really caught my eye was the Silver Age. And I, I actually really like 101 Dalmatians a lot. Um, I like Roger quite a bit. I think he's, I don't know. I, I feel like more characters in Disney films should smoke pipes and be like, <laughs> be like um, um, disgruntled musicians that just can't get their life together. And I, I, I just, I really like that movie. And there's something about it that just feels, um, I don't know, just it, even though it's like a terrible film about puppies being killed for their fur um i it's still a really feel-good movie to me yeah Um, and i really i I really like it so that i think the 101 dalmatians that came out in gosh the late 90s yeah the ones with glenn close that was my first movie in theaters oh yeah yeah it was i used to have a t-shirt from 102 dalmatians of the oddball dog with no spots yeah it was like a blue t-shirt with oddball on it which was um Less. i love that shirt but yeah so i don't know um i post renaissance was like the dark era um that's like your brother bear dinosaur emperor's new groove chicken little meet the robinsons atlantis stuff like that where hey like these were fine movies but yeah. none of them like none of them except for lilo and stitch and i guess dinosaur and and animal kingdom uh none of these are like really um they're not real staples of Disney. I think Emperor's New Groove had a huge, like, cultural, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, there's this, like, sect of people it's that like a cult classic, love I think what Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I guess. I guess mm-hmm. kind of is how I was thinking of it. But there was, like, this group of people that love that movie. And I think it's a funny. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. I think it's great that he breaks the fourth wall and like interacts with the audience yeah. through the screen. That, I think that's funny. That movie has a really, really interesting history. It basically went through like, it basically spent like, I don't want to overreact and say 20 years, but it was based, I think it was like 10 years of development for that film. And it got brought in and scrapped and brought in and scrapped so many times. And like a bunch of other movies got in front of it. Like it was supposed to, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was supposed to be released before like Beauty and the Beast and stuff, but it kept on like going through the cycle and they basically forced it out and just wasn't the movie they wanted, um, which is kind of interesting. But yeah, so um, 
I don't know. I mean, there's there's a ton of. I mean, there's so many. There's so many good ones, but for like me to say favorite, that just seems like a big ask. But the other one that's on my list, um, <laughs> uh, that that I actually really like is Saving Mr. Banks. Oh. Yeah, I I I don't know. I mean, that movie's it's just good, and it's Was a little. That- the first movie we ever saw together uh maybe yeah it might have been one of the first films we saw together i think it was at the dollar Um, theater yeah at our our college theater that was like a buck um i really liked that movie i thought um tom hanks was super good in it um it was just good it did a really good job of like showing the sherman brothers and kind of their process and um i think emma thompson was was in it yeah so that was a, i i like i like that movie and it's one that i i think about from time to time especially when poor old mr banks falls off the stage drunk um Bless. <laughs> that was a really so, fantastic it, movie yeah i wish well done i wish that um disney would do more stuff like that because they're really leaning heavily into this whole like live action thing and i just feel like if they made more films that were intentionally good mm-hmm. um instead of trying to like um oh my gosh i i i remember i told Paige earlier today that i had this um this like this like mind-blowing thought and i just remembered it (laughs) so my mind-blowing thought was that this is all a generalization but that gen xers are kind of all about like references Uh uh-huh and millennials are all about nostalgia Uh uh-huh so that was my that was my thought it's probably not unique that's what i thought about that is that was so anticlimactic because mm-hmm. you were like, this is a life-changing thought. And then yeah. in the middle of the podcast, you were just like, here it is. Yeah. Well, in context earlier, it would have been like, wow, yeah. Yeah, right? Um, well, I was thinking, I don't know what brought it up, but... You, you know, said like, you looked at a picture of, like, Vecna or something, yeah, and like, that's what came up. Yeah, it's like up. one of those weird flashbulb moments where you know you ha- thought of something, and then it just went away completely. And I just yep. remembered it because I was going to see Nostalgia. There you um, go. But anyway, they're making all these like remakes of live action, C- heavily CGI films that they're passing for live action. Um, and they're just okay. I mean, they're, they're, we'll talk about those. But um, yeah, I wish they would do more films that are like, um, I mean, I think if they did more films about like Walt's life or like really inspirational people who like a Mary Blair film would be incredible That'd or, be so you know, cool. like imagine like a film about really influential, influential Imagineers or even a film about like, you know, the Florida Project. Right. Those kind of things would be really cool. And I'm yeah. I'm going way off topic, but I'm No, I don't think I'm so. I'm feeling good about it. Yeah. So, um, did you have in just thinking about movies, did you have any other movies that you feel like did not get a ton of hype that you really enjoyed? It doesn't have to be like your favorite, mm-hmm. but were there any other movies that you had that you had thought of that did not really get all the hype that you felt like it deserved? That's a good question. Um I can give you a minute to think. And yeah, I'll you give me a couple while I think yeah. about it. Because I'm also trying to be funny and come up with really, really bad ones. Yeah. So No. Okay, so I have three of those that I would say. Um, one of them, I feel like, just got entirely overshadowed, and that was The Eternals. Yeah. I feel like yeah. Disney and Marvel just completely did not even care how this movie did. It just got completely overshadowed by everything else they were doing. Mm -hmm. I thought it was amazing. Spoiler alert, the post-credit scene changed my life because now the next... Because Patton Oswalt was in it. That's not why it changed my life. Yeah. Because the next however many years of Marvel movies could include Harry Styles. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I don't know, the... 
the twist that I did not see coming in the movie. I'm not going to give it away if you haven't seen it because I do think that it was fairly underrated. And so if you did, if you were like, I'm going to pass on that movie, go see it. You're not going to expect what's happening yeah. throughout the movie. And I would totally watch that one over again. Um, I think that it should have gotten more hype than it did. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I didn't think it was the best, but I, I, I liked it. Okay, good. Um, one movie that I, that does come to mind um, for me, and 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 this is weird. I'm gonna get really specific. Is so it like just, an old decom? Gosh, no. I I could care less about Steven any Disney not, Channel film. Stephen is not a decom guy. So um, I actually didn't realize this movie came out as early as it did. I thought it was later. Um, but in 1988, Disney released a little picture called Oliver and Company. Yeah, and I actually. The reason that this came to mind was because the other day I sent you a link to a, a lounge fly of Oliver on the um of the um the like the grates in New York when he's standing on it and the air comes up and he's all fluffy like a, like a precious kitty. Um, that was one of those weird movies where my family just happened to have it on VHS and it was kind of a go to for my sister and I when we were younger. We watched it a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, I remember always liking. I think his name was Fagin, the guy with the red hair and like the the five o'clock shadow who takes oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. cat in. And then Louis, the big fat New Yorker who sells hot dogs um, on the side, um, and he smoked a cigar. Like I, I can't. I'm, this is a tobacco heavy episode, what? but I just feel like do there we needs have to, to have be... like a rating on our podcast? No, there just needs to be more tobacco. There just needs to be more tobacco in Disney films. <laughs> um, but I, I always really, really liked that movie. And for the life of me, I actually don't remember how it ends or what even happens. I just remember that there was like this really upsetting um, uh, antagonist. Um, Isn't there a song? Oh yeah, the Why Should I Worry song, yeah, that yeah. one. But the thing is, is that Dodger, the main dog, was voiced and this music was by Billy Joel. You know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So Okay. Yeah. Okay. The whole movie now makes sense. Mm -hmm. Well, because it's like a Long Island kind of Yes. The entire <laughs> vibe movie. in that film. Well, yeah. when I was a kid, I that didn't mean anything to me. Yeah, but looking back now, but you're now like, oh, that wow. I know it's Billy Joel, duh. Yeah, so it was really That's good. Awesome. Um, and then fun fact, if you really, if you want to talk about DCOMs, uh, Joey Lawrence was the voice of Oliver, and he was in a ton of like old Disney Channel films, like like pre-High School Musical, like The Other Me, um, Horse Sense, Jumping Ship, those kind of. Right. Like those ones that were like early, like late 90s, those kind of films. So well, you could literally do an entire episode about DCOMs. Yeah. I could go on and on about um, DCOMs. But it had like such a great cast. I mean, like Cheech Marin was Tito, Bette Midler was Georgette. Um, so anyway, I liked I love that me film. Some Bette Midler. A lot. And uh, yeah, I think that's, I think that's acceptable. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I have two more movies that I think did not get the hype that they deserve. One of them. Again, this one was overshadowed, but by no other film or and at no fault of Disney, but Onward came out. Yeah. Was it yeah. February of 2020? Something like that. We we were able to catch it in theaters, but that was like just barely. That was like the very last thing we saw before the world shut down. And so I think they took this one to Disney Plus pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Because they wanted uh, families to be able to watch it. Yeah, I guess Disney Plus wasn't around then, huh? It was like pretty yeah. new, wasn't it? I, I think so. I don't remember when yeah. Disney Plus launched. I just remember we we got what we call the funny lights. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Okay. <laughs> these color changing lights for our television. We have the Philips Hue sync lights that change. We didn't have them at the time, but we have the Philip. We have the whole like Philips Hue situation for our TV. Correct. And the sync things. And sometimes we want to go watch TV. We say, let's go watch. Like we were watching the uh, Secrets of Dumbledore the other night. Um, spoiler alert. His secret is that um, he has no secrets. Um, but anyway, we went down. We Paige, is like, funny Paige is like, do you want to watch this with the funny lights? I'm like, yeah. Okay, Disney Plus came out November 12th, 2019. So that, that tracks. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was pretty new at the time. Yeah. We got onward pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, yeah, I really like that movie. It was so good. I thought it was great for families. Like, it had an yeah. incredible message yep. of perseverance and family and yeah. love and um, processing grief and loss yeah. and their adventure. That I the mean, only dad everything. you need is an older brother with a van. Um, like, I literally cried watching yeah. this movie. I really liked the part with the... We may have talked about this on a different episode, but just like the the final boss battle against the um the school mortar dragon. We mentioned it yeah. when we talked about um rides that we would change the overlay. Oh yeah, and I think I said um uh oh dinosaur. Yes, we dinosaur. We yeah. said we would make it onward because you could be in yeah, Harley's yeah. van or whatever. Right. Um so yeah, I think onward I mean animated movies wise of the newer ones, that was one of my favorites that's come out yeah, in the it was last really good. five, seven years. Yeah, I think it deserved a little more hype than it got. Yes, um, definitely. But it was really, really good. Um, similarly, like, Luca, I think it got a fair amount of, of hype. I think the youths like Luca. I don't, I, yeah, I don't understand anything. <laughs> but, uh, I, I mean, I, yeah, we're in this real liminal space where, like, Everything that we like is based on what our daughter will watch or Correct. pay attention to. Right. So, I, like, Luca, I really liked. Um, but then I felt like Coco came out. Co- sorry, Coco. Um, uh, the house singing Madrigal movie Encanto. came out. And um, that was, like, all anyone wanted to talk about or think about. So well, I'm obsessed with Encanto. We don't talk about Luca. <laughs> but Steven is, like, had enough of Encanto. So yeah. I didn't mention that one on here because I think that one got... Oh, the that appropriate got, like, amount of hype. Yeah, that movie's overrated. If you ask like, me, like everyone loves the Bruno song. Yeah, it's good. It's just it's there's everywhere. a sing along version on Disney Plus. There's just a whole thing. So yeah, um, the last movie that I have mm-hmm. that I could think of that I think did not get enough hype for how good it was, and I went in. Let me tell you, with super low expectations for this movie because I was like, yeah, this is probably going to be cheesy. The Jungle Cruise, uh, it was yeah. really good. Like, I've watched it four times, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily Blunt and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I I think my favorite genre of movie is, like, family adventure film. Yeah, like low-stakes adventure. Like, my favorite movie of all times is The Goonies, hands mm-hmm. down. I think my favorite genre is that. And so the Jungle Cruise tied in the cheesy jokes from the ride. If you have ridden that ride, in which if either, you're listening to her podcast, I'm assuming that you have. I'm assuming you have also yeah. in either Disney World or in Disneyland. Um, so you have all the cheesy jokes and the subtle nods to the actual attraction, mm-hmm. but then twists and um, curveballs yeah. and. Fantastic acting by Emily Blunt as a strong, independent woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I I thought 
who was the other who played her brother? Uh yeah, that was um, that was Jack Whitehall. Yes, he's hilarious. From uh, Travels with My Father on Netflix, yeah. which is <laughs> so so funny. Yes. Yeah, Jack Whitehall is he his his entire persona is just like really uh not having his dad's approval and he really wants it and that translates into everything he does, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. So. And the bad guy was the guy that's married to uh, Jesse Plemons. He is Jesse Plemons. He is not married to Jesse Plemons. No, 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 but I'm saying, yeah, it's yes. Jesse Plemons. He's and Paul Giam- to Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, Paul right? Giamatti was in it, too. Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. He's like wild. He's like the boat owner guy. So yeah. if you have not seen Jungle Cruise, I would say it is family friendly. Yeah. It is fun. It is full of adventure. It is reminiscent of, um... I don't know, just like an old adventure film, which when was the last time there was a really good adventure film that's come out? By Disney or in general? In general. I don't know, because I don't like action films as as a... Um... But it's not even just... I mean, this is not like a Fast and the Furious or... Mm-hmm. It's like a, or it's like like a, a low, It's like a low stakes kind of thing. It's like they're actually literally going on an adventure, following yeah. a treasure map and trying to find something. So I don't know. I thought I thought that movie deserved more hype than it got. So those those three Eternals, Jungle Cruise, and Onward, I think were completely overshadowed. If you have not seen them mm-hmm. yeah. and you have liked my recommendations in the past, check them out. Give them a try. Oh, also uh Home on the Range, great film. I don't so, think I've ever seen that movie. We need to move on to other stuff, but um the last one I'll say is um I need to watch Black Cauldron because it gets such a bad rap for being like one of the worst Disney movies ever made. Isn't it like super old? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in the Bronze Age from 70 to 88 yeah, after yeah. Walt died. And they're like, we don't know if the studio's even going to work. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, I just would like to see it because I, I, I think that that one gets a lot of a lot of hate. But I also wonder if it's actually good. Um, okay, so the next ones that we're going to do are TV shows, just kind of following in the form of media and like Disney media that we like. So I'm going to let you continue to go first. Sure. Um, I have three. So I And then have... I'll let you kind of... Yeah, so I'm just going to spit off like my favorite ones that I feel like spit were super hyped up and then I'll let you go and then I'll share some of the ones that I think were not super hyped up that I think should have been. And so, then do you want to do like upcoming stuff we're interested in too? Yeah. Or the last? Okay. We'll do that last. So um, I love WandaVision. I thought that that show mm-hmm. was one of the best things that Marvel has done. Yeah. Um, It really took us on an adventure from the buildup of the Scarlet Witch and culminated into this beautiful story of grief and mm-hmm. coping. Um, so if you have not seen that, I don't want to give you any spoilers, but it's fantastic. But it's and also been like a year and a half. So It has been, but I recently just had a friend who finished it like last week and I was writing what were they about doing? it. So she was trying to catch up so that she could watch. Um, multiverse in, in yes. madness. Wandaverse. In, stranger, stranger Wanda in, in the multi-madness verse. In multitude. All right. In multitude. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that was a good movie. I mean, I Wanda at her full level of evil was like, be still my heart. Uh, I I have mixed feelings about that movie because yeah. I was expecting more universes. I wanted more madness. I wanted FYI. more. I wanted more actors mm-hmm. playing different characters. Yeah. Like I wanted Tom Cruise as Iron Man. Yeah. 
I wanted all of the different people. They they had like, that scene when actors. he and America Chavez like went through dozens of worlds in just a matter of like a minute and a half. It was like one minute. And that was fine. Multiverse. But I wanted, I mean, I wanted to like, I wanted to get into the weeds. Like I was hoping it was going to be like a five hour movie of just all kinds of weird stuff. Um, and I know that's kind of what they tried to do with What If. But I want, you know, I don't I wanted it for like, for real, real. Right. I know. So, I know. So okay. WandaVision, yeah. for sure. And then throwing it old school, my favorite Disney Channel show was The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Like my AIM username was like something to do with Cole Sprouse and how much I loved him. And then sure. not a Disney show, but owned by Disney. So asterisk here, Boy Meets World is one of the best shows of all times. Yeah, no, it's really good. But that was on ABC. Yep. So not technically a Disney show, but yeah. owned by Disney because they own everything. Remember when uh, Corey and Topanga tried to get a room after prom and then the room next to them is his parents and they're yes. like, all right, well. And then he accidentally takes the wrong key because and he, he goes, goes in to with the mom, ice bucket. Which is like yeah. super upsetting. Yep. All right. Uh, okay, so I... I don't care in the slightest about Disney Channel TV shows, except for I think Gravity Falls was actually pretty good. I never. Okay, I watched like a handful of episodes yeah. of that, but I never just like watched all of the episodes, mm-hmm. which most other Disney Channel shows up until yeah. about, I'd say 2012, I pretty much saw every episode at least right. once. Well, you don't like animated stuff as Mm-mm. much but no when i found out there's a character named grunkle stan i was like all in <laughs> so okay um if we're talking marvel i really liked loki i think that was the best um the best disney plus show that they've made so far i really enjoyed loki um actually. i actually really did not like hawkeye i thought they did not great um and who like was, who was um Haley seinfeld I forget her name in the show, but she annoys me. Oh, come on. She's doing she's doing the best with what like, she has. Like, not as a person. Yeah, her character, in the show, yeah. Her character annoys me. Yeah, and also, you know, Jeremy Renner is not my guy, but... um, I think he's fine. He's all right. But, um, yeah, so, anyway, Loki was really, really good. I was really happy that they brought in Kang the Conqueror at the end. Um, I am Spoilers, really... Spoilers. You're going to have to write that in the show notes. Spoiler horn. Um, <laughs> okay, well... But whatever, because we know that there's going to be a Kang movie directed by um, Destin Daniel Cretton coming out, I think, in like a couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's also going to segue into Secret Wars, which is really, really good. Um, I read that co- the 1984 comic um, a couple, about a year ago or so after, I think it was after Loki came out. I was like, I need to get into this a little bit more. So I read the uh, Secret Wars comic. And um, I'm really looking forward to it because it's um, it's it's going to really kind of bring in a lot of cool stuff. And so for me, like Loki was good because um, it brought in a lot of interesting things with like the different timelines and stuff that I felt was was really, really valuable um, to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And we'll talk about this in a second, but I have thoughts about where we are right now with MCU and phase four. So, Um, so yeah, in terms of Loki, Mm -hmm. I will say up until the show Loki I could not stand his character. Right. I felt zero things towards him at all. Mm-hmm. Like, his character was evil to me. I didn't care what happened to him. He's the god of mischief. In that show, it made me love his character, which was crazy. I'm an Enneagram type one. If you are an Enneagram type person, you know that that's like, yeah. you like things 
to be right. Right and wrong is a thing. There's not a whole lot of gray area. Loki was evil. He's bad. But that show really made me appreciate his character and the character development of him through that show and seeing that it's not so cut and dry as like good or evil. Right. Well, and all the twists and turns. I mean, I know there's. There's like a lot of more gray area than um, that, but the thing is, like being mad at Loki for being mischievous is like being mad at Poseidon for being wet. Like that's who he is. <laughs> Good example. Um, okay, so there's that one. Um, I really, really actually like that Mickey Mouse TV show that came out from 2013 to 2019. It's so good. Uh, the one where Mickey's voice is just really, really, really poorly done because uh, I don't know. It's very, very. They should have, they should have had his voice be a little bit more true too. How we would come to expect Mickey Mouse to sound. I like it. Um, it's the animation style that's the newer. Yeah, like, where their Mickey's faces are, life. instead of being kind of like that creamy color, their faces are like white. And right. they have all these weird like SpongeBob close-up shots that are upsetting. Yes. Um, it's super good. Um, it's at, So it's the animation style from from Mickey and Minnie's um, in Hollywood Studios. Yes. Uh, so it's it's a really good show. We... We started watching it because when we were staying at Coronado Springs, they had it on like loop on just one of the hotel channels in mm-hmm. our room so we were just like this is fun so between watching like 90 day fiance and uh that we just we were like kind of flipping between the two and um it just kind of stuck to me and so we were just kind of like watch it in the evenings at home and and it was just a lot of fun because they're just short little episodes yeah. and then they had a halloween special last year yes. that was so good i know and then they had a springtime episode that was really good and we haven't watched the summer one yet but i want to watch that one yeah so, so if you have not watched those they're also like family yeah. friendly so oh, definitely the one check where, where mixie was was working in like a snowflake factory for christmas oh yeah and he wanted to make certain i don't know anyways it was good i liked when um, they went to the potato land place. yeah yeah, oh, it's a it's one. a weird show, but it's super good. It's very fun. Um, and then finally, the one that I really like, the TV show that I really like right now is Mandalorian. Um, I'm not I, so to pre, pre, to to preface it, I love Obi Wan Kenobi and I loved um Book of Boba Fett, but um, I felt like the Mandalorian introduced this entire entire new lore and and this entirely new world to Star Wars that didn't exist. Like it was really nice to have a little bit of closure on the Obi-Wan Kenobi story post Revenge of the Sith. And I lost my mind every episode, especially the last one. Um, but yeah, I, I, I uh, Mandalorian just added this entirely kind of it really drew back the curtains on like, you know, um, uh, the the the, you know, the Mandalorians and 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 bring introducing, you know, the uh, the Yoda species with Grogu and stuff was really fascinating, and it brought back just a lot of cool stuff that I felt like um, was useful, like Moff Gideon and all that. So those are those are my uh, TV picks. Objectively speaking, Grogu is the cutest thing to ever exist in the Star Wars cinematic universe. Yeah. So I also liked The Mandalorian. Yeah. No, it's great. It's really really good. Um. Okay. So. Let's do you want to do any quick honorable mentions or anything like that? Or so do you I wanna... do. I have just two. Okay. Um, that I'll share one. I don't know why this show only had two seasons and I don't know why no one ever talks about it. But Agent Carter was an amazing little like side show of backstory about Peggy Carter it takes place after Captain America, the first Avenger. So mm-hmm. if you watch the so Marvel... After he, after he blew up in the plane. So if you watch the Marvel movies in chronological order, you would watch it second, yeah. right after the first Avenger. And it's basically her going through and 
being a an agent, like a secret agent. And Jarvis is her buddy and he's her driver and he is hilarious. Why does no one talk about it and why did it only get two seasons? She's amazing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, she did get, um, spoilers, she did get to come back in the multiverse um, of madness, which was fun. For Although, literally like a minute. Yeah, I would say, I would say that her, her scene got like cut in half. Um, but at least it didn't unravel like the Fantastic Four scene. Um, Sad. But anyway, yeah, no, I, I hear you. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm sure it's really good. It is amazing. So if you if you appreciate Captain America, if you like Peggy Carter, I like her as an actress anyway, Haley Atwell. Yeah. Um. So go check that one out. And then, um, High School Musical, the musical, the series. Stephen is laughing yeah, because fave. he would never watch this show. My mom likes this show too. It is like if Glee and High School Musical had a baby. That's what it is. The style is very much like Glee where there's sort of these like um, the way that it's filmed has very interesting cuts to it. And they'll like interview a character like The Office sort of. Um, they'll interview a character and talk to them one on one. And so they kind of interact with the camera. And it's not at all a a remake of High School Musical. It's not the same characters. It's new characters that also go to East High years later. Um, And there are some cameos from former High School Musical people. Spoiler alert. But it's very entertaining. It's fun. It's different. It's unique. It gives us more to the kind of High School Musical story line. Um, And so I'm excited to see what they do with the next season of that. Um, the only thing that I would say that, that I really like from a media perspective, and this is actually the written word. So, um, you know, the book, yes, the good book, the good, good Um, book, the good book by, uh, Bob Iger called, uh, I think it was called like, um, it was called the ride of a lifetime. And it's about his 15 years as CEO of, of the Disney company. Um, this book was so, so, so good. And it actually gave me a lot of perspective on him and um, a huge appreciation for him. So one of like, I, I don't want to linger on it too much because I just think people need to go read it. But um, one of the things that really struck me about it was just how much he did for, for the company. Um, Michael Eisner, like whatever, he, he did good stuff. But one of the things was he had a really hard time kind of, um, he had a very kind of tumultuous relationship with uh, Steve Jobs um, at Apple and Pixar's Steve Jobs was also like a, a part owner of, of Pixar Animation Studios. And so they kind of had this whole like weird back and forth thing for the longest time. And then after uh, Bob Iger took over and I think it was 2005. Yeah, he was a CEO from 20, 2005 to 2020. Um, the first thing that he did was he actually went to Pixar and to Steve Jobs over at Apple and like salvaged the relationship between Pixar and Disney um, and like made a made a, a deal that was mutually beneficial to, the, to both parties. Um, so he was responsible for getting Pixar under the Disney fold. He was responsible for pulling in Lucasfilm under the Disney fold. And he was responsible for pulling Marvel in under the Disney fold. So, like... That's, like, more than half of what they do. Yeah, he should not have stepped down. So, Bob, if you're listening, friend of the show, Bob Iger, if you're listening, you should not have stepped down. I think you know that, but I just wanted to remind you. <laughs> I think um, everyone tells you that all the time. Yeah, but... so The Ride of a Lifetime was so good. Such a, it, was, it was The Ride of a Lifetime to read it. So, great book. Great book. 
I have one book also that I would like to share, and it is another strong female <laughs> comment. This will be my third of the episode, I think. Yeah, sure. It is called Ink and Paint, The Women of Walt Disney's Animation. It goes back to early days of the animation studio um, when things were done by hand and talking about the women that helped create some of these beloved characters like Alice. Um, and just showing some of the never-before-seen artwork and sketches and talking about some of the Imagineers. Like, you know, obviously it talks about Mary Blair and some of the more famous Imagineers. But um, it is an amazing book. It's a, definitely a coffee table book. This is not like a sit down and read oh, it's it. it's a huge book. It's not yeah, like it's sit enormous. down and read it when you go to the beach. It's like... <laughs> Put this on your coffee table and pick it up and read a little bit when you get a chance yeah. here and there. It's, Pretend like you read it even though you haven't. It's so big. massive. <laughs> so, yeah. but definitely a really cool um, pickup if you love Disney, if you love Disney history, if you love reading about um, women who are doing amazing things in, um, you know, art and mm -hmm. technology and in the Disney company throughout history, even going right. back um to the early days of mm -hmm. the Disney company. So yep. very, very cool book. Uh, we're going to wrap things up with um, upcoming stuff that we're excited about. Um, so do you want to go first again? Sure, I'm like upcoming first. stuff that we were looking forward to. The stuff that we're kind of talking about is um, uh, things that were announced at D23, projects we've known about for a while. Um, so we're, yeah, we're D23, duh, comic, comic con. Com comic con. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and D23, because there's some, been some things that have been announced, too. So. Right. And kind of just things that have been announced yeah. sporadically mm -hmm. um, when Disney was like, hey, we're in the press and it's bad. Let's announce something good. I actually have six things on my list. So Six? Wow. I have four. I'll go through them pretty quick. I and don't need none to. of these are going to surprise you because I have actually mentioned three of these things in this episode already. So okay. number one thing. Mm-hmm. That I am looking forward to. And Hocus, anyone who Hocus is a Pocus friend two. of the show at this point would even be able to say this. And then that's Hocus Pocus yeah. 2, Sorry, of I didn't course. mean to jump, jump the shark. But. That's okay. <laughs> that comes out September 30th. I will probably throw a watch party and decorate and dress yeah. up. Because our house will be fully Halloweened by September 30th. Sheesh. But that is what I'm most looking forward to. Absolutely. The second thing I am looking forward to is Disenchanted, which is the spinoff 10 years after Enchanted. And I think that's set to come out next year. Yeah. Like end of next year. Mm -hmm. And then Agatha, Coven of Chaos. Yep. The Agatha subplot of WandaVision was something I was not at all expecting, but I loved every second of it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very excited to see what they do with that. And the last thing was just announced this week with more information about it because we knew there was another Black Panther movie yep. um, in the works. But Black Panther's Wakanda Forever, the mm -hmm. trailer came out this week. Stunning, amazing, beautiful. His sister taking the lead there. I can't wait. You want to know a secret? I cannot wait. What? I haven't seen the trailer and I'm never going to watch it. Let me rephrase that. I'm never going to watch the trailer because I'm just, I don't want to be spoiled anymore. Like, okay. I haven't seen you any trailers. You just want to go straight to the movie. I actually haven't seen any trailers for, for the new Thor film, and I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Um, we, we were in the theater seeing something, and we were seeing Top Gun, I think. 
And um, the Thor Love and Thunder commercial came on, or trailer, and I actually closed my eyes and plugged my ears. So I just don't want to be spoiled. That did happen. Full media blackout. Okay. So the good pick, I like all of those. And I'm looking forward to all of them equally. Um, uh, the first one for me is Elemental, the new Pixar movie about oh, yeah. the elements. Um, sort of Inside Out-esque. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking of it more of like Adventure Time toward the later seasons when like all the elementals come together. Um, you know, fire, earth, ice, and candy. Um, but Or like Avatar. Uh, sure. The last airbender. Uh, yeah, I'm more of an Adventure Time person, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that one looks really good. I don't know what to expect from it, but I I thought Inside Out sounded stupid when it was first announced, but it's so good. Uh, Fantastic Four, I'm very, very cautiously optimistic about because that movie has been fumbled so many times. Um, the storytelling on it has been terrible. And um, uh, Chris Evans as uh, as 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 uh, Johnny Storm was just kind of weird. Um, so anyway, I, I'm cautiously optimistic about that one. I was not super excited about um, Jim's performance as um, uh, Reed Richards. So will he be in the new one? I think so, yeah. And I think there's talk that Emily Blunt's going to play Sue Storm. I heard be interesting. that too, which um, is interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're, they're married and they were great together in A Quiet Place. So we'll see. Um, I know there's going to be some stuff with X, some stuff with X Men coming out, so you can't have Secret Wars without X Men. So I'm actually really excited to see what happens there. Um, Is that a combination of X Men and the Avengers? Yeah. Like, will yeah, they yeah. all be in the same? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's like a uh, Secret Wars is kind of like Endgame, but but like a but even more people. Yeah, or like Infinity War, but not even more people, just different people. So it's like you might we might end up seeing like the Young Avengers, Spider Man's there. There's some variants, um, but I know the X Men's there too. Fantastic Four is there. So that'll be really interesting. Um, and then just the final three are all Star Wars related. Um, Ahsoka, of course, I cannot wait for. I, I, I love Ahsoka um, Tano, and I'm, I'm really excited to see what, what uh, Dave Filoni and friends do with that. Uh, Skeleton Crew uh, has Jude Law in it. I'm looking forward to that one. Um, I read a, a, a take that it's going to be like Star Wars meets like E.T. and the Goonies. So it's going to, I mean, if it's like Star Wars Stranger Things kind of stuff with the kids, it's, that could be really cool. Jude Law, mm -hmm. Goonies. Yeah, goals, huh? You had me there. Yeah. You had me at Skeleton Crew. Um, <laughs> and then finally, Andor, uh, the one that's kind of like a, a follow-up to Rogue One. I thought Rogue One was one of the best things that Lucasfilm has created since Empire Strikes Back. And um, I can't wait for that. So those are the things I'm looking forward to. 100%. Yeah. When you were talking about when you mentioned Spider-Man potentially being, it just made me think, and I will wrap up with this, that I thought, what was the most recent? No Way Home? No Way Home, yeah. Yeah, No Way Home. I thought that got an appropriate amount of hype, but I'm still oh, yeah. not over the fact that Andrew Garfield lied to so many people. I think it's appropriate that he it. lied. I thought it was appropriate. I just still can't get over the fact that it was not completely spoiled yeah. until it actually came out. And I hope to see him get another spider-man movie yeah i mean all these the thing that's annoying about it is all these hangers on that said how terrible it was and it wasn't comic book accurate and you know i'm among i'm among those who said it wasn't comic book accurate his movies um but everyone's like in love with him now They're can like, oh, i he's just so great can and i I'm just like, for one second you posers can i just for one second do an everyone i told you so because because Andrew Garfield was my favorite Spider-Man. I have a signed picture that he 
signed when he was working on The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and it mm-hmm. hung in my dorm room in college. Yep. He was my favorite Spider-Man, hands down, and everyone was so up in arms about him being Spider-Man because they thought it was not. He was too old, and he was not Peter Parker enough. And now, like you said, everyone loves him, and everyone wants him to have a third movie. So this is me with my little petition from, like, seven or eight years ago saying I wish they would have made a third Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movie, but if anyone is listening that has power to make these things happen, I'd love to see another Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movie. And Thank also you. there's a pretty high tier on Patreon, so if you have power, to join that too. <laughs> um, I, I still think that Spider-Man 2 with uh, Tobey Maguire is arguably the best superhero film ever made. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> no, that that is actually the best superhero film that's ever no. been made. Is um, Tobey Maguire is Tobey Maguire's so... Spider-Man 2 awkward as no it's Spider-Man. the opening scene where he's trying to just deliver pizza on his little broke down moped no. is just so good no and the dancing and it, no that was in the third movie i know but i'm just saying peter parker that toby mcguire yeah uh, um anyway yeah anyway all right so we could go on forever and ever and ever and ever about media and i was actually a little reluctant about this episode but then once we got going i was like oh yeah i have a lot to say all right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for us. Um, if you're hearing this on Saturday the third, Saturday the 30th or the 29th or something, let me look at my calendar really quick here. Um, if you are listening to this on Saturday the 30th, uh, the 31st of July is the final day that you can put in any kind of entry for our um, Remy serving up a plate of Ratatouille pop figure giveaway. Um, so get your comments in for that. You can always reshare it, um, and we will be picking a winner and announcing them on Sunday, July 31st. Cannot wait for that. Um, as always, you can find us on the parksacademypod.com. We're constantly, you know, putting out blogs and trying to share upcoming Disney information and just like the latest news and stuff. Um, you can follow us on the Parks Academy on Instagram. That's where you will find the aforementioned, um, giveaway. We um we are on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, kind of wherever you wanna you wanna find uh, your your favorite podcasters. We are there. And then finally, like I said, we have a Patreon. Um, if you so choose to jump on there and support us, we have some pretty low tiers, and and would love to have that support. But um, either way, we do appreciate everyone for listening. It means a whole lot, and we will catch you next time. Mm-hmm.